Can having friends save your life? Friendships are proven to make you smarter, happier, stronger, healthier, and wealthier, not to mention being absolutely fun, fulfilling, and joyful. In fact, recent research shows that having a supportive friend and social group is good for your heart, as good as quitting smoking or walking. Welcome to Friends on Hand, the podcast where we explore the fine art of friendship. I'm Nancy Hand, social confidence coach, and today we're talking to one of my very best friends, and he's somebody who has literally saved my life. He pulled me out of a class for rapid, y'all. His name is Micah Martello. He's the executive chef and owner at Fet O Fet Restaurant, which has just opened in the new Dixie Brewery in New Orleans. He has been a chef most of his life and has been really resilient in a profession where a lot of people burn out early. He and I have been friends since we were 14, and we have so much to talk about and freaking out. Thank you for joining me, Micah. I'm so glad to have you here. Well, thank you for having me. This is going to be fun. I know. But yeah, there's there's a lot, so much we could talk about. And I was like, oh my God, where do we even start with this? But I, you know, I don't know if I've ever told you this, but I did like you right off the bat because you, and you have maintained the twinkle and I call it the Santa twinkle. That's like, <laughs> it's like that, you know, that, you know what I'm talking about? It's that look. Yes. It's the, the I, little bit of deviousness. It's kindness. It's fun, but it's, I'm going to get you in trouble, but well, it's going to be a lot of fun. <laughs> If I remember correctly, I, I believe it was either the first or second day of school that we all met, correct? I know. I know. So this, I mean, it's been, like I said, we could go and talk about just anything, but I wanted to kind of just kick off some things. First of all, tell me about what you're doing right now so that our listeners can be up to speed with who you are. Sure. Well, you know, as you know, I've been an executive chef for coming up on 30 years now, I think. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> uh, I currently own a restaurant in the Dixie Brewery in New Orleans called Fed Off Fet. Uh, we also own a couple of food trucks and a catering business. So mm-hmm. we stay fairly busy. We do a lot of weddings. We do a lot of private events. We do fairs. We do festivals. And uh, in addition to the restaurant. So we, we, uh, we have our dance card pretty full these days. Yeah, exactly. And just i'm i'm just going to kind of roll with this how have how has your um how have your social networks played into your ability to be resilient in that profession because it really it does have a, a really high burnout rate and yes. and i've and you have you have done several different things um in the executive chef position so how have how have your have network i'm tongue tied how have your networks supported you you know, because of that high burnout rate, I, I think oftentimes uh, my friend networks have been there to kind of given me the encouragement when sometimes I felt like just walking away from all of it, you know, and, mm-hmm. uh, I, you know, oftentimes in the past, you, I have leaned on to kind of, you know, hear me cry and shoulder to cry on when I'm ready to th- throw throw in the towel and and you know, having those friendships as a sounding board can kind of really help reinforce uh, and remind me why I do what I do. So in, in that respect, I would say it's been a great help in, in keeping me on track, so to speak. Nice. Do you, and, and honestly, I don't even have an answer to this, even though I know you so well, 
Do you think, I mean, you make friends very easily. You have friends that you've made, I know, at all stages of your life. Yes. Nature or nurture? Do you think you were born to be a connector or do you think you've learned it? I think this is learned behavior for me because when I was younger, I was very shy, very quiet. I, it took me a while to open up to people. And I I had to really feel comfortable with people before I would just kind of be the the guy that starts conversation. And throughout my career, throughout my life, I have learned to be more extroverted. And I, I think there was kind of a flip for me at some point. And I can't say exactly where, when it happened that I became, that I went from being more of an introvert to liking my extroverted side. <laughs> I like the way you put that. And that's, I, I think a lot of people tend to sort of pigeonhole themselves as an extrovert or an introvert, but having, having sides, I think is, is very true. I have, I have the ability to go out and be as extroverted as you, as you could possibly imagine. And I can spend countless hours alone and I've seen you do the same. So when you meet a new person or when you're like, in that moment, how do you how do you kind of calculate what to say as an opener? And I'm asking this because icebreakers are so important. Yeah, humor for me has always been my go-to conversation starter type thing. You know, making people laugh, getting a smile on somebody's face. Uh, to me, that's always been the best the best icebreaker. I like that. And and what what would deter you from from actually saying anything to somebody? Body language, you know. Uh, if somebody seems really closed or just doesn't want to be bothered with people, I, I kind of have a tendency to to you know keep a wide berth and, and give them their space. <laughs> I hear you. You know, if you say hello to somebody and they're and they're responsive and they smile back, say hello back to you. That's usually a good sign. You know, somebody can if you say hello to a stranger and they just kind of nod and look away. That's, uh, you know, it usually tells me what I need to know for the most part. So it's a reciprocity thing. I think so. Now, are you the one to smile back? Oh, I do. I always smile back. I'm, I'm that guy that waves to people while he's driving down the road to strangers and cars. So, yeah. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> So now, now we met in the formative years, but as, as you've grown and, and changed now, when you, when you make a new friend and, and have you made some new friends recently, like, like, um, as an adult, because you always hear that, that it's harder to make good lasting friendships after your whatever 30 or so have you found that to be the case? And, uh, what do you look for in a new friend? I think to an extent, it can be harder to make new friends, but I also think that's a perspective thing. And I think people in, in this day and age get so uh, wound up with their routines and, and, you know, work and go home and cut the grass or take care of your life and this and that and the other that, that they have a tendency to put a lot of the social stuff on the back burner. And I've found that it takes effort. You know, if you want to meet and make new friends, you have to put the work in. And mm -hmm. I, I have made some fantastic friends as an adult, you know, beyond 40 years old, making new friends and 
people that I would just, when you click with someone and, ah. and you've got all the, you know, everything is there and you feel like, Hey, this is a really good person. We connect on, on whatever level, you know, we have all these things in common. Um, it's just something that's a feeling you just kind of know. And that was actually my next question with new people. How do you know when they're going to be a friend? Cause I've had those moments where I look at somebody, I'm like, Oh yeah, we're going to hang out. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, social media, I've met a lot of people through social media, just in odd kind of ways. And well, I, I have a buddy of mine that lives up in the Northwest and, and, uh, uh, Seattle and, and that area. And, we hang out two, three times a year, you know, we comes down here to visit and we're like long lost brothers or something. It's the funniest thing. But That's uh, cool. Well, and since you bring up social media, I, there actually have two questions there, but one of them, I'll just give you the first one is, um, have you found social media has changed your existing friendships? Um, and ha- has it made it easier or harder for you? I don't know if it's so much changed my existing friendships, but it has helped me keep in touch with people who I don't run into on a daily basis anymore. Mm-hmm. And it helps me to kind of keep up with what people are doing and their kids and their lives. And, oh, so-and-so got a new job or so-and-so has a new spouse or another baby or or whatnot. And uh, it's nice to kind of see those types of things. I mean, I think there's a lot of positives and negatives with social media. And I think society is really learning how to deal with that, you know, and mm-hmm. what's the proper etiquette. And, you know, uh, it, uh, I guess social media, in my case, has really helped me stay in touch with people and yeah. new friends. Well, Actually, and that here comes my second part. So you have a partner in crime now who I adore. Yes. And if I'm not mistaken, that was a a setup online. It like- was. It wasn't. It was not a dating site. We met really kind of by by happenstance through Twitter. <laughs> that is so crazy. And you know, we were friends for a couple of years online, and it became turned into more and she sold her house in Florida and now we're shacked up in Louisiana. (laughs) (laughs) We bought a house together. We own, we're in business together. We have LLCs. So, I mean, (laughs) and, and it, to me, she seems like the yin to your yang or the yang to your yin, you know, it's absolutely that, but it was, I think you, at least I remember you said you were kind of set up by Twitter users that were following you. Yeah, we were introduced um, in a group chat room. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's the funniest <laughs> thing. And like immediately we started to have this side conversation, like immediately. And it's been, it's been a hell of a ride. It's been fantastic. And it's been, uh, what? it's been like four years longer than that. It's wow. been since, uh, I want to say spring of 2014. Wow. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's amazing. It's been fun, fantastic. So let's go a little bit deeper, if you don't mind. Sure. Um, what does friendship mean to you? Friendship is, it's like family by choice that you choose. 
it's a it's a loyalty. It's uh, being able to feel like you can really count on people. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's nice to know that you know, like I knew that if I had some type of emergency, I could call you and you would be there for me to the best of your ability at the time. You know, Damn and baby. and I. I think that's what friendship really means. I mean, you can have acquaintances and stuff like that. And, you know, friendship can also be abused as well. And that kind of leads you to the question, is this person truly my friend? You know, people can pretend to be your friend and use you, but I I think water seeks its own level and you eventually figure out who those people are. You know, the the people that want to share you know, important life moments with you and stuff like that. That's, I think those are really the true, the true friends. Yes, absolutely. And, and you have been there for me in, in some of the darkest times. Certainly. Yeah. We both have. Yeah. I know. <laughs> so what experiences have you had that taught you the most about being a friend? Mm. Wow. Hmm. <laughs> That's a good question. I can see your face right now. (laughs) (laughs) I I would say, you know, during my darkest hours, the people that were really there for me are are the people that I'm grateful for, you know, internally grateful for. Like, you know, when you lose a parent or, Mm -hmm. you you know, when when you're going through a a divorce or or whatever, I, I can always remember when I needed a shoulder to lean on uh, those people that were there for me and not judgmental and, and help me sort through all these things and, you know, had my back to give me encouragement. Uh, I think those are the times specifically that really, I, I would say point to that, you know? Yeah. Well, on that note, what about what about the best of times? Are, and are those the same? Like, okay, um, this is kind of coming out of left field, but if you have, you know, kind of have friends for certain things, and they're friends that you're going to lean on in the dark times. But are yeah. there certain friends that you kind of save for like the boogie? Like, hey, things are going great. Um, yeah, you know, like uh, I, my, I, I mean, I have a lot of friends, and I, I'm, I know I'm a pretty. <laughs> I'm a pretty social person and I, I, I love people and, and, um, but you know, my, my, my inner core circle, those are the people that I share. I'm the first that are the first that I share good news with and happy times and mm-hmm. holidays and stuff like that. You know, those are like, that's like my go-to, go-to group. So have you ever found support coming from surprising places like further out in your network or friends of friends of friends or those weak ties that show up unexpectedly to be, you know, the Calvary or the, ha- the pull the rabbit out of the hat. Yeah, I have, I have, I've met some people in the industry that I've become friends with, you know, in the restaurant business and the food world. And, um, we, we all have this kind of, it's that unspoken respect for one another that, Hey, you know, you're, you're doing this too. And it's really hard. And there's a small, there's, there's a lot of, people that don't understand what we go through in the restaurant industry. And uh, I think that, that, that those groups are, are kind of, we root for each other because we know what we go through on a daily basis with, you know, everything from finances to employees to 
customers that are difficult to deal with or whatever case the case may be, um, those people can, can really be there to have your back, um, when things aren't going so well, sometimes, you know, I can remember at low points in my business where it's a slow season and, you know, business is slow and I'm struggling to pay payroll. And, and those people are there to say, you know, to help me out with whatever, you know, like, Hey, here's a gig you can go do with your food truck to make some money, you know, or, you know, anything yeah. like that, you know, and, and, uh, it's good to have those kind of friends as well. You know, it's, uh, whether it be business acquaintances or whatnot, but you, you know, you, I do a lot to help others and that's just my nature. And I think that that kind of, I think the universe kind of pays me back sometimes for, for that in its own weird kind of way. Agreed. And one of the things, and, and I'm going to bring it up because you're very, you've been good about this like forever. You have your profession and your calling. And I don't know that I've ever seen you not have a hobby, like something interesting. <laughs> I know. It's like you and I both, man, with the hobbies. But one of the things that I've been talking to people about is that it's, it's, you have to be interested in other people, but you also have to be interesting to other people. And yes. that, that's that is true. not just being able to parrot the news. It's also being able to bring something to the table saying, you know, I bake bread and you build and fix things and hot rod anything you can get your hands on. Yeah. <laughs> Everything from a, from a lawnmower to a computer, you're on it and it's amazing. But uh, talk a little bit to that as far as how you've, how that depth has been able to help you build stronger circles. Um, hobbies are important. I sometimes have too many hobbies. <laughs> yeah. Everything from from brewing beer to making kombucha to fermenting foods to welding to metal fabrication to construction and now chickens and goats and farm life. <laughs> so, miniature goats, y'all. Yes. It has the miniature goats in there, precious. And and I can tell you that everything that you see on the internet about baby goat videos Baby goat energy is a real thing. It is twenty four seven, and we 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 have one that's pregnant now that is li- <gasps> likely to have quadruplets. So you're gonna have a we're gonna have baby more baby miniature goats. goats? Yeah, no, get, baby yeah. miniature goats. Yes, that's a whole other thing. Oh yes. Oh my god. Um, so many videos coming. <laughs> but uh, I, I didn't mean to digress there. But <laughs> the uh, yes, having hobbies is important, and it it is. I mean, I, I think for for you to part of that making friendship is taking interest in your your friends' hobbies and, and careers and stuff like that. And you truly have to like people and, and truly take interest. And in you can't it's it's a two way street. You can't just say, "Hey, adore me and all these cool things that I can do," and 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 then not have reciprocity that with that way. You know, right. you need you need to like and have those connections and 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 uh. And, you know, praise your friends for what they do and all the cool stuff that they do. And that's that's really why you're friends in the first place, because you like these people. And it's it's being able to grow together, too. Absolutely. Absolutely. And on that note, so aside from me, of course, um, who have been some of your, without naming names, like, tell me about your your rave fans, 
your cheerleaders, your evangelists? You know, there's a lot of people out there. I, I got a note just the other day from a friend from back in college. You know, I had posted some pictures of Mardi Gras on Facebook, just fun pictures about, you know, and of me and my family and my significant other. And, and, and we were having a great time at a Mardi Gras ball. And this person just sent me a private message out of the blue saying, Hey, you know, just so happy for you to see your happiness. And it's, you know, she's known me for, since I was probably 19 years old and just, you know, just love to see, you doing what you love to do and being successful and being happy. And it was just the sweetest note out of the left field that I think I've ever got. And, and, you know, I shared it with Karen and and I was just like, man, that is a really nice thing to say out of the blue, you know, just saying, I've seen you work and struggle so hard. And and every time you overcome all these obstacles and you, you come out on top. And I, I think it's those kind of special moments that are really, you know, kind of reinforce this having friends and being a good person and and being friends to people, you know? So you are resilient and in a most profound way. I mean, you get knocked down, but you get up again. (laughs) Well, you know, what else you're going to do? You know, (laughs) I I get knocked down. (laughs) I think life, life is about choices and I could choose to be miserable or I can choose to dust myself off get up and, and get back on the horse. And, and, you know, I've, I've wallowed in that pit of self pity once or twice before. And there's, there's, yank you out. (laughs) Yeah. There's, there's no, there's no road. It's a dead end road. You know, the only way up, the only way out is, is get up and go. So I, I think that's learned behavior right there. You know, that just, you have to, uh, you have to keep on keeping on. <laughs> well, and I'm going to make an observation here. I know this is an interview, but I'm popping in. One of the things that I think makes you so incredibly special is, and one of the ways you show up as a friend is you show up. You literally show up. You just showed up for my birthday in the middle of opening a new restaurant, in the middle of, I know, probably one of the most intense times for you. Mm-hmm. You showed up. You drove all night long to come to our wedding like important things you have been there every single one and and oftentimes um it was a real stretch for you to to make the time um to go the distance because often you were traveling to come in and i think that's a, a huge way of um expressing importance and how how much people matter to you it is and i i think i mean that's that's your, um, I don't know if there's, it's almost like, um, I would want people to do that for me. And that's how I look at it is, you know, like, Hey, uh, you know, you can't, it's a two way street and there's gotta be reciprocity there. And I, I think that it's important to do these nice things for your friends because that's, that's what friendship's all about. And that's, it comes back to you. So did you learn much of this from your parents? I know yeah. your dad could throw a fantastic party. He could. My, my dad that. knew, <laughs> and I, I laugh about this. And in fact, Karen and I were talking about this the other day. I, I used to always, it always struck me as a kid that 
everywhere I went with my dad, he knew everybody. Mm -hmm. And it just blew my mind. I was like, how do you know all these people? You know? And, um, (laughs) and now I find myself doing the same thing. And, you know, uh, my dad and I had a weird relationship and I, I, I learned a lot from him about how to be a good person and how not to be a good person. And, I, you know, I just, I think it's funny that it's something that I picked up that I never thought I would. And, uh, yeah, I do the same thing everywhere I go. I run into people and. Yeah. (laughs) You know, everybody. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's a gift though. And your mom, I, I love her. She's awesome. And I, she, she's social too, right? To an extent, yeah. I More mean, with horses, she, but you know. Yeah, you know. I think in her, in her, as she gets older, she's being more and more social, which is kind of funny to me that you know she's she's got this whole new group of friends, and she gets out there and she bowls and she does things and she does cool. social activities, and I, I don't know how she does it. She's seventy something years old, and she's got more energy than I do, so. <laughs> She has always had more energy than either of us. Let's yeah. Just be real about that. Yeah, she's a superwoman. So it's not <laughs> really is. a good example because she's yeah, a no. nature. But <laughs> Yeah, she is. Fair. <laughs> and gorgeous. Yeah. So I you know, I uh but my parents were always pretty social and they were always involved in things. And I, I think that kind of does rub off on you as a child and you some of that behavior is learned. Oh yeah. I definitely, you know, mom and dad couldn't have been more different, but they both threw a fantastic party. Mm -hmm. And, and again, with the knowing everybody. Yeah. And it's, it it often stunned me too, but then, you know, there was never a situation where mom or dad wouldn't turn and talk to the next person. Right. Like always. Yeah, definitely. And so um, I think that's, I think there's some nature there. Maybe you were shy in the beginning, but I'm going to, I'm going to roll the dice and say there's some good connection nature there, or you wouldn't be doing it. Yeah. Yeah. I would, I would, I'd say that's fair assessment. So if you were going to go back and give young budding Micah some advice. Hmm. <laughs> you might need another hour for that question. Friend advice. Friend, friend. I can think of a few things off my head, but I'm going to let you take it. So, you know. <laughs> you know, um, don't be selfish, I would say, is probably the most important thing. It's it's not always about you. And, and it feels really good to be nice to people and to do nice things for people and not expect anything in return. And if you keep on that path, people will see you like as a, it's like, wow, what a, this guy didn't have to do that. What a nice thing to do from little things to, to big things. I I just got an email yesterday from a guy that I used to work with that I haven't seen or heard from in 25 years. And he sends me a nice email and saying, Hey, look, I'm starting this business. It's a food related thing. You know, I, I see what you're doing. I see all your success. He's like, can you, can you, do you have some time that we can get together and you can talk to me and give me some pointers and advice? Look, I'm a busy guy. It's hard for me to find 
an hour or two to, to do much of anything. And, mm. but you know, I'll make time for this guy and uh, because I want to, I, I generally, I think it's hard to be successful if you don't wish success for others. You know, I want to see everybody successful and here, here. And I, I think that kind of stuff gets paid back to you tenfold because, you know, one day this guy's going to, I mean, this guy's going to say, Hey, go eat at my friend's restaurant, you know? And, uh, you know, I think, I think it's important to do that. It's important to give and, and not expect things in return. And, and those things get paid back to you. However, whenever, when you least expect it, um, it's important to do that. So I actually have a question that I've been wanting to ask you anyway. So, you work in, I mean, so many people work in the restaurant industry, and I know that you have crafted some friendships that are cross-cultural, mm-hmm. and I also know that you have strong opinions about some things. Sure. What is your secret to maintaining friendships where you don't always agree on things with your friends? That's a great question. And I know. It's something, that, <laughs> it's something that, well, I'm glad you asked. I believe that it is okay to disagree without being disagreeable. I think, I think it's okay to respect people's opinions. Like I have, my, my friends are a cross section of everything. I have friends of all walks of life, you know? (laughs) I mean, I'm just saying that's one extreme to the other, you know, me, I'm a centrist kind of guy. I'm, I'm very, uh, you know, I'm very left-leaning on certain certain things. I'm very uh, right-leaning on certain issues. And I I think it's important to to have an open mind, you know, and say, hey, you know, look, like, like even us, we have very different, differing political ideologies, but at the end of the day, we respect each other's opinion. And, you know, it's just certain things that you just don't get angry about, you know, because at the end of the day, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I, uh, you know, I, I, I believe that <laughs> I, uh, I don't need to edit that out. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. It's family program. <laughs> so I, I, I really do believe though, that, that we, we all have more in common than we do differences. And I think people, no matter what background, socioeconomic, cultural, religious, whatever, we can all find things that we agree upon. It doesn't matter. I, I think the media and social media plays a very big role in keeping people divided because at the end of the day, politicians want us divided. So there's a lot of this going on, especially lately. And I think as a country and as people in general, we need to stop, take a breath and say, listen, you know, we all want happiness. We all want prosperity. We all want, we all want all these things that are, you know, general good things. And I think if people in general focused on that more so than our differences, life would be a lot happier for everyone, you know, because there's always a way to find a solution that, that works for everybody. You know, and it yes. may, it may not be perfect. And it's a, it's a, it's a, 
it's a metaphor for life. You know, you don't always get exactly what you want. <laughs> As the Rolling Stone said. I know. <laughs> yeah. But, but if you try sometimes, right? <laughs> you just might find you get what you need. Right. And, and, and I, uh, you know, I, 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 uh, for me, I saw this a long time ago and I stopped like posting about anything political. Yes. A long time ago, because you know what? I don't care what your socioeconomic background is. I don't care what your political leanings are. I don't give a darn who you voted for. Food is something that we all have in common, that we all, that we can mm-hmm. all agree upon, you know, except for those people that put pineapple on their pizza. Now those guys, Thank you. you know, oof, yeah, sorry. But, right. <laughs> but, but, you know, there's, I think that uh, everybody needs to like slow the roll and take a deep breath and say, you know what? We all used to get along. Mm. Uh, you know, it's, and at the end of the day, the, the politics is, well, you know, it's, it's not, it's not the end all be all. And we're, we're so influenced by media and news and social media. And I think everybody needs to kind of take a chill pill for a minute and, and, and ease off on that stuff and, and focus on the things that, that bring us together instead of divide us. And that's, that's the thing it's, um, and that's what, that's why I'm doing this. And, and it is, I think we have such a short time here together Yeah. that, that we might as well drink good wine and eat good food and enjoy each other's company and and the things that we do have in common. Yeah. And so, Culturally, like um, you've worked with people from many different countries. Oh, certainly, yeah. How have how have those relationships influenced your food? <laughs> hmm. hmm. I mean, I mean, greatly. You know, like uh, I can, you know, three and a half years. Uh, I worked in Texas, and I worked side by side with a, a lot of Latinos, South Americans you know, and learning a whole different type of cuisine and culture. And I, I can recall days where, you know, 80% of what I spoke was Spanish. Nice. So, I, I mean, you know, you're really immersed in a foreign language when when you start, you know, saying curse words in your head. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's it's given me an appreciation for for other cultures and and other types of cuisine and stuff like that, and uh, it's, I think it's made me a better person. Nice. Hmm. See, I'm at the point where we could go deep and go for another three hours, or we could wind down. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you talked about the politics and the thing, though, because it's really something that. Uh, I notice a lot of days, you know, it's like I, I see people who make these posts. Well, if you voted for so-and-so, then you can unfriend me now. Or if you feel this way about this thing, then, then, you know, you know, unfriend me now. And it's like, eh, I don't remember why, why this was, it, it was never like this before, you know? No. And, uh, and I don't, I don't like this turn that society is taking. And I, I for one, have, been like, look, I'm not going to fall into that. I'm not going to buy into that mess because I think everybody 
has some type of redeeming qualities and we all have something that we can everybody it doesn't matter where you're from what what walk of life or what path you've taken in life you can always find somebody something with anyone that you can agree upon yes like pineapples on pizza right <laughs> what's wrong with those people God. i don't know i don't know we're gonna alienate a whole three people talking about this so, <laughs> so with with so many people and i would say when i talk to people about um making new friendships especially you know people who've moved to a new town or gone through a lifestyle change or who have been so focused on academics and career and family that they don't have time to build those new friendships. And I know you kind of touched on it before, but you know, with, with you being able to carve out some time for me, which I greatly appreciate. um, What do you say to people who say they don't have time to cultivate those relationships? Because I say at the end of the day, it doesn't matter how much money you have or how woke you are or whatever, if you're all by yourself, it's just not going to be so much yeah, fun. I, I, I call BS on that. I, I think there's always time. And if you want to do something badly enough, you can make it happen. And if it means taking an extra half hour a day to, to send somebody a note or something like that, or, or, you know, get out there and say hello to somebody, meet people, it can be done. I, I think people are very self-absorbed these days and they get in their own little bubble and, Part of the problem is these devices that we all carry around and stare at, you know, four hours a day. And shut your mouth. (laughs) (laughs) It's enough out of you. (laughs) You know, we we all stare at these phones and 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 they're slowly replacing the uh, the social aspect of humans interacting. Well, what do you do like on a regular basis? Because I. You ping me from time to time, but I, I hit you up more often than not with questions about yeah. about anything and everything. So, um, what do you do to to maintain? Because you've got this huge wide circle. What do you do to just keep in touch with people? Like, do you is it firing off a little text or what? Yeah. How do you, uh, how do you I, make I, sure they know you're thinking about them? Yeah, a phone call sometimes. You know, I spend a lot of time in the car. I have an hour commute into the city, so. Typically, when I'm when I'm on that car ride, I'll make a call. Hey, what's up? Just checking in, seeing how you're doing, you know, and uh, those types of things. And that's always uh, it's always something. But it takes effort. It takes conscious effort. It's not something that it just happens, you know. I mean, I guess if you're hanging out at a bar all the time, and then you see these circle of friends, you're physically there you know, to meet people or at a coffee shop or wherever you may hang out at the bowling alley or whatever it is that you like to do. Um, you know, you need to stay active and and do those things. And instead of just staring at the phone and, you know, looking at this, this, this endless scrolling we all do, you have to take this, uh, and I'm guilty of it myself. And, uh, you know, uh, Karen has, uh, kind of done something that I'm, I'm really like proud of. I mean, like she started knitting again and I'm, <gasps> I'm sitting nice. there and I'm like, she's making all this cool stuff. I'm like, what is that? What are you making? I'm fascinated with it. She has a hobby and she's not on her phone while I'm sitting there scrolling, you know, she's doing something productive and it's, it's like, 
it's kind of inspired me to maybe pick up a, a 19th hobby now. <laughs> oh, a welding torch, maybe? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was weld. I was welding today. I had to fix my lawnmower. Uh, oh, nice! Yes, and that's such a cool thing to do. And you can't be on your phone while you're fixing the lawnmower. No, you cannot. So I'll say what I do is um, when somebody pops into my head, if I think about him for whatever reason, I'll hear a song or I'll see a car or whatever. Um, if they come into my mind, if I if I can, if I'm capable in that moment, I'll just I'll send a text or a message like, "Hey." I just saw this or I saw this article or I saw, you know, an old Lincoln <laughs> and I thought of you. <laughs> or I heard the song and I thought of you. And I think that's a great thing to do. It really is. That is literally the way I stay in touch with my with my group. Yeah. And it it works because I'll say this, um, nine times out of ten, the response I get is, Oh my God, your ears must have been burning. I was <laughs> just talking about you or whatever. Yeah. So <laughs> And um, now I'll tell a quick story. So uh, we went rafting, oh, and yes. at the end of our rafting trip, there was this there was this class four rapid, and they had the opportunity for people to ride the bull, which is you get up on the top of the raft, on the yes. front of the raft, and you ride that raft down into the rapid. And I decided I was going to be the cool one, and I did it. But when I did it. When we nosed down, pointing straight down into this rapid, there were a bunch of kayakers there. And that's what we ended up going into. And yes. one kayaker came over the top of us, knocked everybody back in the boat. Mm-hmm. And I pulled myself up up again because I was belly up like a, like a dead bug. And when I pulled myself back up, I flip right over the front into this class four with all these kayakers and rafts and stuff. And it, it's it. Like I remember this like swirl of water and I didn't know which way was up and I opened my eyes and then boom, you pulled me out. You were going down into the abyss. I was. I know I was. I was like, like, oh boy. How many lives do I get? (laughs) That's another one. (laughs) Yeah. So if I haven't already expressed my 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 gratitude for that. Now you have it on a recording forever and ever and ever. You saved my life, bud. And it means everything. Very glad you're still here. Yes. Thank you. I am too. Happy that so, I you. Thank you so much for being with us today. <laughs> my for pleasure. our listeners, I will say, check out Micah. It's www.feteauffete.com. Fetofet.com. He's all over the interwebs and Instagram. You can find his food trucks in Baton Rouge and New Orleans. Go see him at the Dixie Brewery. And for our listeners, if any of this resonated with you and you yearn to have deeper and more meaningful friendships and a more supportive professional networks, reach out to me at nancyhand.com and let's talk. I would love to support you in learning how to network like a natural. And remember, Friendships make you smarter, happier, stronger, healthier, and wealthier, not to mention being absolutely fun, fulfilling, and joyful. And with that, I'm going to sign off. Thank you again, Micah. It's been awesome. Thanks for having and, me. I appreciate and it. And I can have you on like five more times, 25 oh, oh, more Oh, we have so much to cover. Oh, dude, we didn't even t- scratch the surface on this stuff, but perfect. Mwah. I love you, and I'll talk to you soon. <laughs> Thanks. Bye. Bye.